I gotta go with the mercy kill, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not wasting my herbs. Welcome to the Silver for Monsters, Steel for Humans, Mike for Podcasting Show, where me, the host, Ryan, and the Traveller, the voice that seals the darkness, the cat keeper of Blaviken, Carl, get super geeky and break down in depth our experiences in the magical worlds of video games. Today is a bonus Sea of Solitude podcast, where we have the composer Guy Jackson with us, which I'm so excited about, so buzzing. Welcome, Guy. Welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks um, for coming on, mate. Me and Carl were super buzzing about this, it was specifically because, uh, as you would have heard in our podcast that, that went live last week about Sea of Solitude, that was an hour and a half long, me and Carl really resonated with the game in a lot of ways. Um, and, of course, one of the biggest things we resonated with, or probably the biggest thing, was, was the, the soundtrack. Just before we crack on, though, I will just dive in with the Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash pitspodcast, where you can check out our three fantabulous levels of membership, where you can support the show and help us make it to the next level. Patreon.com slash pitspodcast. See it to believe it. So, of course, we, we have got uh, uh, just a few questions for you, really, Guy, just to sort of uh, pick your brains a little on what I think is... Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I'll start with just by saying... Thank you for making such a fucking beautiful soundtrack. Like, <laughs> how very kind I, of you. I absolutely loved it. Like, it just immediately straight from the off. Like, probably the first two minutes of the game, I was just like, "Wow, this is like, you know, it's hitting me straight away with the soundtrack, which is great." Um, but yeah, that that's and, and we'll 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 fire straight into it, which is um, where can we find you, guy? Before before we move on. Um. I'm I'm on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at um, hashtag Guy Jackson Music, um, uh, but the most important thing is my website, which is www.guyjacksonmusic.co.uk. Yeah. Um, the the soundtrack obviously is available on Apple Music and Spotify, and it's across YouTube as well. So it's it just type in Sea of Solitude or Guy Jackson Music or just Guy Jackson and, and in your in your browser of choice and i'm sure you'll you'll hit something to do with the sea of solitude yeah which is which is cool i, I was really happy when i when i looked up the 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 soundtrack obviously afterwards and found your youtube channel and the fact that you had a the full pay, playlist on there of all the songs throughout the game which is really nice because i just generally typed in like sea of solitude and then it came up and it was and it was really nice that it sort of linked back to yourself of course um, yeah, it's clever like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's good. That, it's good that it works like that rather than just being, you know, someone else just posting it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there aren't too many. There aren't too many other guy Jacksons around, so yes. it's not too confusing when yeah, you suddenly get a a, a hip hop star or something yes. like that. Um, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, you're not the sun guy, you're the guy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Or five guys. No, there's only one of of me, chaps. That's it. Um, What is it like composing for such a beautiful game, and did you enjoy it? It was really good fun. Um, uh, It was a long, long, long journey, um, uh, because it was working alongside a a German game developer that had never done this level of game before. I was their resident composer for a lot of their online, small online games, which you sort of are free to play. And then you buy little coins or you buy better armor to sort of go out into the, the battlefield and things like that. So that, that was my history with the, with the games developers, Joe me games, Joe, my games. And, and so they had to have a long run up to know whether they could achieve the Sea of Solitude because making a big game like this really drains your resources. And um, so when we first met and chatted about it in London, they're based in Berlin, but when it came over to London and chatted about it, I, I was I was full on and, and say, yeah, I can I can move on to this. And, and I started to create some sketches for them. Uh, and they picked the stuff up very quickly and said, this is really good for us to work against while we're, we're starting to construct the game. Um, and gradually it got more intense and more intense, as you can imagine, as the game got deeper and deeper with yeah, the storyline. Especially, especially in regards to the, the places this game takes you. Which... Exactly. It's a, it's a very emotional game. Very, It really t- t- uh, triggers quite a lot of emotion in a lot of the players that um, go for it. Mm. Um, and especially at this this time of the pandemic where solitude is 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 pretty pertinent at the moment yeah definitely and, and causing a lot of problems yeah it's something that, that, that sort of my next question sort of carries on from that which is like yeah was it hard c- composing music for such a diverse range of like emotions and themes because you've got <laughs> The, the various like traumas that, that Kay goes through are so like individual and specific yeah um to be quite honest, the emotional content of the game, I, I personally, as a composer, prefer to create um, very moody music. Mm. Uh, I'd rather have an adagio than an allegretto, which is very fast and, and mm. sort of very fluffy. That's not my style. I, I, I do it, um, but if I'm sitting down with a blank canvas and I start to create something from scratch, it will normally be slightly slower than 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 the average uh so when 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 the the games developers started to say we need some dark music i said you've come to the right place yeah. <laughs> i mean i i've got a i, I had a, a, a at the time i had an album project that i called sad sad situation which is obviously a line from nelton john track yeah, but yeah. um that was the the folder that was a folder on my computer that was holding all these tracks that i thought could go into an album called that could have the title sad sad situation and i literally i thought well there's a few in there that um i could i can call on for mm. for the album for yeah, the for the, the, bill, the soundtrack right? yeah yeah so it was it, it was a it was really a, a very good mix of um of what i what style of music i was doing and what the games developer were after Although it wasn't, I mean, there were two sides to the game uh, when we were creating the first level of music. There was the, the what we called the the, um, the dark music and the sunny music. 
-hmm. so it it was we did the dark music first because it's so much easier to to create that from my point of view and then we moved on to the uh, the more happier stuff where where that's when the sun comes out in the game and everything's lovely and peaceful and uh and things are good again uh which you know and i think the transition between those two those two concepts are, is really is really nice and there's no there's not like too stark or too it's like really smooth the transition between the the, the tracks as you go through the game like great it, it's just really like flows really well you know rather than it being like oh okay like now it's like too happy or now it's too sad it's like really like tastefully done it's like really well leveled if you know what i mean yeah if i oh, could it, just it, uh, interject yes. real quick as well um another thing i noticed about that is in the transitions is the use of silence at certain times as well like after you've been through something really intense in the game and then there's silence and the sun comes out and then you do get like the lighter uh tunes come in it's just like a little breather yeah i thought that was yeah. really well and, and sometimes there, like, a couple times <laughs> Yeah, sure. Sometimes I, I do love the use of silence. I like the silence in between, like at the end of in a normal track. I, I I would be trying to play some sort of pause between the end of a chorus and the beginning of a next verse, maybe in the middle of a track, you know, just to say mm. calm. But in this situation, in, in the game, I can remember conversations with um, the games developers, especially uh, Boris Munzo, who was the sort of technical man who was really in charge of placing my music and my sound effects into the game. Sometimes we often looked at the screen when we were having discussions about what should happen now. And we just said, why don't we just have nothing apart from the background texture and just leave it at that? Yeah. And, and it's just so, so impactful, so impactful. Yeah, there's a power in in, in any storytelling in, in the use of silence or the use of of uh, like a, a simplicity or or like allowing the the player or the watcher or the consumer of that of that piece of art to have that moment of like break or like to digest what's just happened or what's going on and stuff yeah, like that. Totally. And and it also yeah. just it's like a palate cleanser almost before you move on to next. That's right, and I I call it dynamics as well. You've got to have the dynamics in in a you know whether it's an album project or a game like this you've got to have dynamics if it's coming at you non-stop you know you you, you end up pressing the mute button yeah. on the music so uh yeah, yeah we, didn't, we didn't want that to happen no if possible no no certainly not so i have one more little thing before I, we move on to carl's questions which is yeah i, I just have to say like the the use and the blending and the almost like a, a the tag team effect of piano and violin throughout the whole of the the album throughout the whole of the game is is just like beyond beautiful for me it's like i just love the how well they 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 just fit together anyway just in in general and anything you listen to that's that, that blends the two but specifically the way that you apply those two in in such different way and allow them to sort of pick up the baton from each other at different moments uh, that I'm sure we'll get into a little more when when we uh, when we discuss the individual tracks. Uh, fine, fine, yeah, yeah. Just have to sort of in and check there and say that like yeah, I, I just love the, the the use of the tag team of of like piano and violin. Uh, Carl, I just, oh, well, yeah. just to answer that very quickly, is I am a pianist, so mm-hmm. there's the piano and the violin. Um, I'm not a violin player, um, so I got other violinists in to play the parts. But um, I like the fact that it's an instrument that is tense. The strings are tensioned. Mm-hmm. And that I just thought, I've got to have 
the string instrument as a feature for this for this project. Yeah, sure. And you yeah. you have a couple of others, don't you? Like uh, cello and double bass stuff like that as well. Or I think and bassoon sizes yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. forget the bassoon. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> That is my favourite instrument at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's some really yeah, unusual ones thrown into the mix there that stand out. Yeah, yeah. Some voicings. Yeah, some really good stuff. Yeah, and as you say, loads of loads of synths, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, your stuff, mate. Yes. So, um, guy, did you have an intimate understanding of the game's plot and visuals before you began composing, or were you just sort of given a rough guideline of the moods and themes of the game? Uh, to answer that, it was fairly broad at the very, very start. And what I did was, um, I knew the characters. I knew that there was a that there was Kay, and there was her brother, and her father and mother and the boyfriend and so i created very early on some some tone poems as i call them sort of pieces orchestral sort of orientated pieces um using synths as well and samples and playing the piano and and the violins and things like that very early very early on and i wrote a piece for each of those individual characters and what the games developers did over in berlin is they they were using those in the background when they were actually creating scenes for those characters that's so cool so, but yeah. but they were very only a couple of them were ever sort of used but what i did was it used in their entirety because that these are like four or five minute tone poems you know about the character that i see you know the mother who's an octopus i knew she was going to be an octopus well i knew she was something to the sea um but uh it, it what ended up what I ended up doing was going back to those tone poems and harvesting certain little themes uh, yeah. across uh, th- those pieces and then in- interjected them in- into the final um, bits that were requiring, uh, you know, here we are and we're, we're suddenly approaching the mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's my that was my new piece. Um, and it was, as I said, pulling ideas from those, those original tone poems. So it was great to have those sketches to to call on at a later stage i love the the can uh what was it i'm trying to think of the word now the uh like continuity of of the the use of that that (laughs) throughout a few of the tracks which i think is really beautiful i'll tell you there's another theme that is it's a a sort of, of a fourth and a fifth that i was using um in the i picture you before me which was the main sort of the main thing, da, 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 that that first pop, that was used heavily across quite a lot of the tracks, and sometimes it was just a little synthesizer part in the background going, bah, bah. yeah, bah, bah, bah. that motif was heavily used. Although I I did disguise it quite um, quite a lot, but mm. um, it was just nice to have. It's good to have things like that, rock solid little ideas. They may only be two or three notes. They may be a whole long phrase. To, to sprinkle it across an album um, yeah. like this, you know, a project like this, because uh, it just it ties it all together. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, like, t- takes you back to to certain moments too, and and it like grounds you. I think when when you hear that, it, like it, 
really sort of fuels the whole thing of like yeah like it's got like i will know now that that theme that 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 yeah. that piece those pieces like mean sea of solitude to me and give it an identity like and anything that has has a specific theme that main theme is something that i'll hear it and just go wow that's like that's sea of solitude you know that's that's a beautiful piece um sorry carry, carry on carl that's Great. cool um yeah, Guy, what are the main differences, uh, you would say, between composing a score for, say, like, film or television compared to an interactive game like this one? Uh, the main differences with the film and TV stuff is you're, you're writing completely in a linear mode. Like, you've got a start point and an end point. They, hmm. The director will say, when, the, when the, 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 the gentleman gets out of the car, that's when the music starts. And when he walks through the front door of that tower block, that's when it stops. And that does not happen in in games. No, because the, the player can do anything. The yeah. player, the player, the player during that period could go for and make a cup of coffee, or they could go, <laughs> you know, round the corner and 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 get a takeaway, and then come back again and carry on from where they left off. The the music's got to be able to last across those areas so he's got to be able to 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 loop to a certain extent or there's got to be yeah. sort of some layer what so i mean looping is um is, is quite quite obvious to the human ear so what you tend to do when, when i was working on this is you create three levels of loops a, a lower level and then a second loop comes in further on and then a third loop oh. comes in slightly later and they they come and go uh, and they're all different intensities, like the lower one is probably the lower regions of the audio spectrum, and then you've got a mid-tones, and then a high loop. And these that with those three, you know, if you've got a programmer, like the, the games developers were, that know that that is very important to do that, then it works really well, and it doesn't, doesn't um, piss the listener off, or the, the player off. Um, yeah, nice. If they're if they're hanging around and looking at the beautiful scenery that the the artists have created, you know, it's like, wow, this is great. Um, well, you've done uh, a really then, good job of blending it all. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't notice any kind of obvious repetition throughout the game. I I, I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that programming. It was all <laughs> all done by the 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 German programmers. They're they're brilliant at all that stuff. Amazing. Sweet. Well done, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you a gamer yourself, Guy? I'm not actually. No, um, no, I'm not. End of story. That I think that is one of the one of my benefits because I don't know the other music. I don't know what's out there. I I keep an eye. When this game came out, obviously I I, I got to see what was going on because I wanted to see how um, Sea of Solitude was was doing, so to speak, and how it was received. Uh, yeah. And I got to know lots of names of games, but I, I, I don't have a console or anything like that. No, oh, I, I'm just a musician, went, just a composer. And You weren't tempted to play through um, the finished product or anything? Oh, I had a... Oh, a, a with someone else playing it, yes. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, I just sit on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, cool, intense. Cool. Yeah, that no problems at all. I wanted to see... And I was sent lots of... Um, uh, demonstrations of the, what the gamer will do at the end and there were quite a lot of um uh test test plays where they put people into um in front of the game you know, volunteers come forward and they they sit there and, and play a game for two hours or four hours and i was sent some videos of all that going on so they're, they're video playing the game and they write their reactions down 
just user user testing. So, and I saw a couple of those, so I could see how the game was going and how it was developing. That was. And did that give you a level cool. of comfort then? Of like, oh, okay, this this th- these pieces this is going to be working. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it was it was a case there where pr- at that point there were a few more calls saying um, we, we need another piece of music for this section here or this what they call cutscenes when when they they change in like a new chapter head comes up and they want a piece of music uh, and the apparently during a cutscene the gamer can't necessarily control what's happening it only lasts for about sort of thirty to thirty seconds to a minute or something like that and then you're into the new new bit of the game um and then they can control their destiny the gamer yeah. uh, so it was fun seeing all those in situ because those those were sort of written like one would do a film you, know, yeah, you had 30 cool. seconds yeah. yeah things like uh there's a short piece where you get swallowed by the uh fish monster thing that's pretty interesting. oh yeah that <laughs> yeah that that's pretty heavy stuff yeah <laughs> that, that goes right, right back to the beginning although quite a lot of the, the final sound effects were done by criterion games i think um uh, who who are based down in guildford in england oh, cool. and and they they were called in just to sort of finish finish the games off. They, they've been doing Star Wars stuff and all that sort of thing, so um, they knew exactly what they were up to. And uh, it was really fun hearing some of their uh, what they applied to this game. It was it's a, it a fantastic addition to the game. Gave it a real polish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, awesome. Carl, any other ones before we move on to the individual tracks? I guess just my final question would be is if you could work on any franchise uh, gaming or silver screen uh, what what would you like to work with? I'd love to work on a Coen Brothers film. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything to do anything to do with those boys. They they are they are gods in my mind and and they the the, the use of their music is is fascinating cuz um that that a no country for old men there's no yeah. soundtrack no soundtrack uh, and uh the and it's, it's it's a joy that film actually because if you're trying if you're trying to find a film that hasn't got music on it a lot of people jump on that to do practices on it um oh, because oh, there's so many cool. scenes and and it it's not already littered with music um but that's the beauty of that film. Uh, they used, I think the sound designer was actually using sound effects that were recorded um, on location, little wind noises and putting them into samplers and putting them through processors. Nice. And, yeah. and that's that's the soundtrack. There is a gorgeous piece of music right at the end um, uh, that, that never appears during the film. But mm-hmm. um, so th- that that film, th- those, those two, the Coen brothers, I'm not sure about games. I mean... Uh, I'd have to pass on that, really. Yeah. The Ballad yeah, of Buster fair. Scruggs is is unbelievable. That's that's one that really stands okay. out to me as a Coen Bros film. Um, yeah, yeah, I that, thoroughly enjoyed that. That yeah. uses uses so many different types of music and everything. Like I still to this day type in and listen to the the like sort of the singing that the cowboy does right at the start. Uh, the actual Buster yeah, Scruggs, cool, um, clear water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're very well connected to their sort of country roots as well, which uh, that's not necessarily a genre I I, I follow at all. But um, you know, if it's if it's done really well, um, yeah. you have to applaud it. Yeah, brilliant. So cool. the individual tracks, 
Yes. I have a couple, and then and then Carl has a couple, and then we have a joint favorite at the end that we've decided to sort of <laughs> team up on. Uh, not not okay. that either of us don't don't share the appreciation of the other ones, but the first one I've got written down is Sunny's theme. So yes, Sunny's theme is specifically like nuanced and nice, and I like I like the fact that it's it, it's it's very difficult. Again, as I mentioned earlier on, the question is that like how you managed to to compose that piece that so so easily lends itself to such a deep story about her and her neglect of her brother is that's right is, yeah is really really nice and i just think that that there's loads i like the 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 vocals in it is really really good um the the keys are really really beautiful to open it up and um and it comes in with, I think it's like a, a cello or a double bass. I'm not sure. It like sort of like che- it, cello. It's it, cello. Yeah. It leads yeah. in with a cello. Uh, it comes in with yeah. a cello then at that moment, which really like adds to the flavor of the tune. And then yes. and then continues into like some really really beautiful vocals that are like yeah. almost like at times tribal, which is really nice. Yeah. And then, and then it moves into like it, it, the vocals are then backed up by a choir in the in the finale of of the track, which is just like unbelievably beautiful as well. Yeah, I didn't plan on doing all that, but um, the, the Sunny's theme came from was one of those ones, one of the tracks that came from the original sketches that I mentioned earlier, mm. um, the tone poems. So there, there, quite a lot of that was written, quite a lot of the theme, um, and I think on the original sketches I was using voice samples just to get the voice. So I, was, you know, I, I wanted like a, um, a boy's voice um to to sing the theme yeah. i also had a cellist tom pickles who was working with me at the time and i said could you just mimic this theme and it, it was just so beautiful the way he was playing it i thought wow this has got to be the, the cello's got to be in here as well yeah. so eventually when the when the track was was okay given the green light i i, I was working with laura james who's a brilliant singer from um uh from the UK and she just sang these I said it's got to be it's got to sound like a choir boy you've got to sound like a choir boy now so Wait, she went that's into not the a boy no 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 it's Laura <laughs> wow. well that's, that's that shows how good she was oh yeah definitely and she just sang it and I said that's amazing and so that vocal with Laura James and Tom Pickles on the cello wow amazing and, and then it's one of the tracks that uh, I think there's three of them across the I think twenty tracks on the uh, Sony soundtrack um, that I took to another studio to put a string quartet part on. Um, the, the part was written, and uh, I had four players turn up at uh, Snap Studios in North London, and we played. They you know, recorded their part on it, and I think halfway through it, I I realised that. 
it needed a, a different timbre in there, and that's when I put the choir sound in, and um, I was very, very pleased at how that yeah, turned out. And it, it just gives that magical sort of aura about the the sort of traumas that poor old Sonny had, had been going through for all that time. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, like I say, it, it just lends itself so easily to that. There was no. I think that's that's something that that I have to commend you on is is the fact that it's just like each track just like lends itself to the monster and lends itself to the story that it's telling and feels very different and feels like a different flavor but also feel as if they connect and and I think that's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. So the next one I have written down is is uh, yeah. is Kay's theme, which I guess is kind of like the main theme, along with alongside a picture of you for me. Um, yeah, it's it opens with the same keys, doesn't it? As as, um, as totally, before. yeah. Um, that rolling sort of arpeggiation mm-hmm. on the piano, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you uh, just before you go on. I'll just tell you what happened there. Um, uh, right at the beginning of the whole process, as I said, the German uh, team came over to London, this is probably about four years ago, to discuss the music and have a chat, you know, and they sat in my studio and I'd been working with um, the singer Stella Angelica probably about a month or two earlier and I'd never worked there before and we just had a busk and it, she just stood in front of the microphone and I sat in front of the piano and we played five pieces just off the top of our heads. And I said to her at the end, I said, some of those are amazing. Are you are you reading, because she put words on them, are you reading from a script somewhere? Because I couldn't see, I was concentrating on the piano, otherwise I'd make mistakes. And But she was, she said, oh, I had the words in my head and, and I've got them on my iPhone here. Oh, I see, you were reading them off your iPhone. Yeah. Fair, fair dues. But so we picked up two of them, one of which was, ended up being I picture you before me and I was just so amazed with it that when the Germans were sitting in my studio late one evening I said oh I've got something here I can play you um it's quite a slow song quite moody so I just whacked the track on so quite low lighting in the studio speakers out it comes at the end of the track limp forward switched off turned around and it had had a marked effect on on Connie Connie mm-hmm. Gepard, the the direct creative director, she said that's got to go on the game, yep. and this was so early on, so early on. So that's you can see why you know elements of the the NK's theme, that whole yeah. piano part is just oh, I know where to start, and I can move from there. And then Ella Hohen Ford um, came in to do the vocals on that one because I wanted a very softer voice for that that piece. I wanted a very comforting. Yeah, um, really very comforting, nice. rounded voice. And she was um, at the time, uh, she was at the Royal. God, I hope I get this right. Royal College of Music. It could have been the Royal Academy of Music. I think it was the Royal Academy. Yeah, uh, and yes. I got a, I got to know her through a saxophone, a saxophone player that is at was at the academy. I said, you know, really, a, a female vocal that's got a really deep, sort of Nina Simone style voice. Yeah. Because uh, I can't afford Nina Simone. Uh, <laughs> who can? Who can? <laughs> difficult, it's, it's a difficult task. Uh, and uh, and Ella Honan Ford, her voice, her, her name came up, and uh, she very kindly came into the studio and that, that, sung. Very talented. The, yeah. moments that, oh. the moment that she comes in in that track, in case theme, it really is like punctual, really like just just hits you. 
and yeah. it's, and as you say like it's not a, a, a stark hit it's like a gentle like brushes up against you then moves on it's like it, it like really it felt almost like like i say i I, tribal again to me where it had this like really nice like flow to it and just oh man her voice is really beautiful like really i would check her out it's check check her out ella honan ford h-o-h-n-e-n ford uh she's she's got quite a lot of stuff on uh, facebook where she's you know obviously she's not doing any live singing at the moment but she does quite a lot of stuff that um off her own bat just on the just, on the iphone it like the the track the case theme like uh builds as it goes and yeah. and and then it, it comes in with like all of this the, it like gets really synthy and like and brings in a lot of the synth which i really like again it's just such a different flavor to the rest of the of, of the of the soundtrack as well um yeah i thought i'd go there i thought i'd go there i have i have the the um the technology to be able to do that, yeah. you know, and the the incentive to do it as well. I mean, I thought I really want to, really want to muck her voice around a bit. So I think I went into some program that really chopped her about, chopped her around a bit. And I think it was in in the reactor program, one of the effects in reactor, made cool. by, by by Native Instruments, and it it does, you know, it it, it mucks around with your audio if you want it to, and if it. you know which how to use it and sometimes it's random and and it can come up with marvel marvelous ideas i love it um, when, when it sort of just it plays those little bits of it like uh i really like that quality and i i feel like i i said to ryan last night is this game is the closest i've come to like playing a dream oh wow and, um, i thought K's theme especially just fit the dreamlike quality of the game. It's uh, with all the simps and everything, and the, the yeah, the breakdowns in her voice and the whole floatiness of it. that's a good description her floating voice yeah she's yeah uh, right on it yeah so i I have to also ask whether uh, because specifically k's theme reminded me so much of uh, or or brought me to an artist that i've i've listened to i stumbled across when i was like really young in school it's called bonobo Oh, Bonobo, yeah. And and it, yeah. I just thought it sounded it, it similar to in some way to to some of Bonobo's tracks that I've listened to and stuff. Is he? I'm not sure whether he perhaps uses that program you just mentioned or whatever that sort of brings the voice in and out at random times and sort of plays those things all together. I don't. Yeah, sort of glitchy glitch mm. glitch making um, a glitch effect. There's tons of that stuff around at the moment, um, and I'm sure he does. Uh, I don't know about the actual um, reactor one, but. Um, yeah, I, I, a couple of people have mentioned when I've been doing beat orientated stuff. They said they mentioned the word bonobo. Oh, really? Uh, but I, I, I think I probably went and quickly checked something out, and you know, just called up you know the Spotify's or the Apple Music of the world to have a listen, have a listen, just to to 
lift off my cap and say, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. And I remember being standing on a tube station platform and seeing a bloody great big Bonobo advert because he was playing Alexandra Palace, which is cool. my local big, big venue. And I thought, oh, right, yeah, he's doing really well. But um, good luck to him. Good luck to him. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean, that, that his style of music is uh, for that second half of Case Theme. Yes. That's there. Yeah. And also on Discover the Past, there's quite a lot of um, mm. Bonobo-esque um, treatments. But but definitely, there's. I'm not. I, I wouldn't suggest that it was in any way like a copy of it or anything like that. It's certainly it's very you and it's very it's very Sea of Solitude. It just I just yeah. had that kind of like a callback to to that those moments earlier in my life. Sure, that sounds, yeah, sounds a little like like this artist I used to listen to. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, carry on. That, that's that's cool. Now, I would say I going back to the days when you used to have albums and CDs mm. and things like that. I don't. I wouldn't own any. Um, bonobo albums but i one of the um one of the influences that i did have here and this was really sort of a, a textural thing a, a sort of sound was, was some of the uh, some of the the sort of dark side of the moon pink floyd sounds oh, and i, I love those those sort of sounds in there so there are quite a lot of the themes that are played with a synth um uh, a sort of modular synth that is exactly the one that pink floyd would have used yeah i can totally uh, hear and, it now you've said it and uh, and I I use that quite a lot across the uh, again across the twenty tracks, but only on about two or three. But it. it's there, it's there, and it pops up every now and again. It's very soft, mellow, and it plays that da, da, that fourth I was talking about earlier on. Yeah. Da, da, da. <clears throat> of course, as as with any art, you, you take influences from from different places, but it's just it's just so nice. I think that. That, that we like this conversation so far has just been like like the first ever conversation i've ever had like this behind the scenes in such a way especially with a composer like i'm just mm. a, yeah a sort of a humble gamer who listens to something and goes oh i love it but like <laughs> it, it, it to, to hear what what came behind it has just been like utterly utterly fantastic like like fascinating so far i love it um yeah good stuff so i've then got um uh, carl do you want to do you want to dive in one of yours yeah sure um so Obviously, I loved the soundtrack while I was playing, um, but also the the thing that's good about the soundtrack as a whole is it blends with the action on screen very well, and you've kind of explained why that works so well. Um, yeah. But also, it stands out as its own entity yeah. uh, a few moments, well, quite a few. And I listened back to the soundtrack after completing the game. Yes. And um, it's so much more powerful when you're just sat there with your eyes closed and headphones on. Yes. Like, you just <laughs> right. everything. And um, I'll be real with you, Guy. Uh, Floating Sanctuary made me cry. <laughs> oh, that's that's Tom Pickles on the cello again. Oh, yeah, my God. I got... Oh, I had what a genius given. that man is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
I'm not a musician uh, by yeah. any stretch, so my language is going to be more about how the tracks made me feel rather than like the technical breakdowns of each track and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I really connected with that track. It really just it was like an arrow in the heart. That one. Um, it was. It was. It was. I mean, just a, it was just two instruments. Well, two Meon synths, which is quite a broad mm. instrument. Um, but quite restrained. Uh, and then obviously I played a backing track, a, a sort of a, an ambience that could evolve. And uh, and then Tom was booked uh, to come in and he settled down with his cello. Um, and we did about, uh, I think, about five different versions of that. And then I could go and really? choose the best bits. I think it was the last track, the last take that he did that was chosen for that it was just unbelievable wow. and um and it was just so easy to to mix it you know to, to get the balance on the, um have to make space for his cello um not not flood the space with with too many synths and things like that um just keep them well under control and uh the track yeah it was um it was a joy he's a he is a genius tom pickles Check yeah, him out. Massive shout, Tom Pickles. <laughs> he's a yeah. he's certainly a very a very talented guy, and and, and your very talented your, yeah. your use of him guy was 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 specifically a, again a testament to yourself of of you've you've plucked moments from clearly a very very talented artist and applied it to your tracks in a really beautiful way. Um, uh, Carl, yeah. I mean, even if you hadn't told me the name of that track when I listened to it, um, yeah. I would have described it as going through something quite massive and gently floating down again to safety. Um, it reminded me of coming home after a really bad day to like tuck my son into bed or something and just like right. lie down. Like after, yeah, yeah it is very beautiful. Anyway, yeah, I, I remember when when the when that track had to be was sorry commissioned. Um, what um, the the developers Boris was saying to me. He said, it, "It's she's just had a bit of a nightmare on the uh, and, and the, the levels of the water has just gone back up again. She's got into her sanctuary, which is the boat, which is the reason why it's called Floating Sanctuary. And she's chugging off onto the horizon to, to go to find the next thing to do, you know, the next demon to, to, to resolve. Uh, and that's why that piece came about. The floating sanctuary is the boat. It's it's a song for the Amazing. boat, and, and, yeah. and the fact that the boat is her sanctuary. Another one I have <laughs> is uh, "Discover the Past." Oh yes, um, which is uh, yeah. I, I read through a an article that that you were on PC game or something. It was and you, sure you you spoke about which which I I didn't realize because I just list I listened through the whole of the the album and then I I went and fa I found the um the the article and I, and I read through it and then you mention in the article that it's the only track with a distinct beat correct and, and i that like completely opened my my, my eyes because i was like i didn't even realize that specifically <laughs> but then when i went back and listened to it for a second time like all through the whole album i was like wow it really like it really is the only one with a specific like distinct distinct beat
that, and the reason behind that is that um, Boris and Connie, the game's directors, they didn't want beats across their game. Yeah. So, and as far as I'm concerned, no problem. That is not a problem. You know, there's there's so much rhythmic uh, uh, elements that one can a, a composer can call on without having to resort to beats. You know that yes, yeah. it's great to have beats. They're really good punctuation marks, but there's there's plenty to keep the sentence moving and and have it nice and lyrical. Um, but yeah, uh, what I did there was. Um, in Discover the Past was um, called on my mate, Mr. Ben, who has a big modular synthesis set up. Um, he's up in Manchester now. And uh, he, he, what I call bubble and squeak music, you know, twist a few knobs and wow. And it, there's nothing you can program. <laughs> it, you can't program that stuff. It just, it just happens. And I said, can you um, take some of my, if I give you the stems of certain elements of this track, Discover the Past, can you process them through your your um, modular system and see what comes out the other end and send them back, which he did. And I, I had such fun blending back what he'd done with what I originally had and sometimes nice. pulling out my original stem because it was just so, so more enhanced uh, rhythmically by what he'd done. So it, it was good fun as a track it really like it, it made me feel nostalgia for a, a past that was not my own you know like it made yeah. me it made me feel like uh, like made me attach myself to k as a character so much because it, it's played I'm, I'm right in saying that it's it's played in the moment that you go back and discover the parents like uh budding relationship yeah in the market yeah i think it's it's in the market yeah exactly you've hit the nail on the head it is the marketplace song and I think what happened was there was an element of beats that I supplied to Boris and the team, uh, not anywhere near, you know, the modular synthesis stuff. Um, and, and they said, guy, why are we doing beats? What, what, didn't we talk about this? Do you need some counseling? And, all and I, and I said, well, it's just quite nice to have, mm. there were very minimal beats. And he said, Actually, it came back about a week later saying, actually, in the marketplace, there's quite a lot of fun that's had with these yes. little sort of spirits that are jumping around. And he said, it works really well. Um, so it does, we, it's, like, we went, it's, it's a busy yeah. piece that, like, yeah, it's that joyous. It, it makes yeah. you feel as if you are in like a busy place, like a market. And, it, and it, yeah. obviously these two are coming together in this moment. And it, and it really takes you through that of like, you can almost imagine that you're sort of, there's a hustle and bustle going on. And that's the way that the track makes you feel, which is really cool. That's right. Even though actually when you're playing the game, there, there, there isn't a crowded market no. in front of you. No, no. <laughs> which is very ironic but yeah uh, it's rather like rather like today you know you go to a marketplace and there's, there's no one there yes um, it, yeah. well, actually yeah. you, you shouldn't be going to the market so <laughs> end of story <laughs> but yeah, um it was a, it was a it was fun that that the the uh that boris and connie had had found a solution uh, found a space for that piece because yeah. um I, I yeah i really enjoyed that piece and, and when we developed it when i you know, I obviously supplied them stuff that went into the game, and then Sony came on board, so I had to prepare a twenty-track album, and I, I I did do. That's the point where I said to Mr. Ben and his modular synthesis, I said, um, "Could you could you help me out here?" And uh, so that side of it actually only appears on the game, on on the game soundtrack, rather than actually within the game. There is an element of it in the game, but minimal. That's cool. Yeah. cool. Super. 
and my so, son will play drums and percussion all over it as well so yeah, mostly drums so that had the treatment so that had to kick the yeah. album off i thought that's a cracking start so although you know it's, uh, it might shock a few people to sort of have that as a first track in a, such a um emotional game but yeah. i thought well i've got to start off with a bit of a bang a bit of fanfare yeah <laughs> yeah why not Carl, any more before we move on to our, our specific uh, yeah, one more standout one for me was, and sorry if I don't pronounce this right, but uh, Bataglia? Yeah. Is it Bataglia? Yeah. I just yeah, Bataglia. Uh, yeah, most of the soundtrack's very, like, it's got a lot of wonder and whimsy and, you know, it's very thought-provoking. And Bataglia is um, something very different, very dark and modern-sounding, and it's quite yep. intense. Yeah, um, very intense. It's probably the darkest track in the game, in my opinion, just for like the, yeah. the menace that it gives you. It's the battle. It's the the, the battle mm. between the um, I can't remember what those those characters are called that, that sort of have you know, their arms are on fire and all that sort of thing. Um, but they're the, the sort of the, the the dark characters from the past um, that come to haunt uh, Kay and yeah. Um, yeah. they're sort of threat. They're like bullies. They're sort of threatening um, shadowy Sunny. guys. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, so. That was that was on a case where there had to be beats, so you know, and it had to be sort of drums, uh, sort of big, sort of big drum sort of beats rather than uh, a full, you know, conventional drum kit. Um, so that was good fun to work on, yeah. And, and then uh, uh, I had a, another cellist called Samara Ginsberg who uh, who was here, and and I said, play across this and and just really attack your strings. <laughs> uh, and she did. It was an amazing cello performance that on that part. Yeah, one cello. Yeah. Whoa! Cool. You've all done we such a wonderful job working together. For, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice yeah. as well, as well, guy. That, that that of course, as gamers, I think a lot of the time we play something, get to the end of it, and the credits are uh, a moment of reflection and, and they and they sort of stream by and you, and you don't really take them in rather than the way that the mm. credits are, are, are um, presented to you in this game made me more mindful. And that was what made me then reach out to the people who who, who made this game. And of course, we've ended up here, yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is one of my proudest moments in podcasting, that's for sure. <laughs> and like that's something that, that I think it, it's really nice that then, although like you are there as the composer that you're you're allowing us or, or or allowing us behind the scenes of your own creation all these amazing people that have that have helped you to create such a beautiful soundtrack as well and it's really nice to hear their names and allow people to go and maybe discover those people and stuff like that as well here here thank you yeah um, yeah thank you so much carl the last one that we specifically agreed on was picture you before me um yeah right the things i have written down that i i specifically wanted to express to you guy was like when i first listened to it i listened to just the instrumental 
yes of it which i think like each each uh, the instrumental and the vocal track have very have their own identity and should be listened to separately like by anybody and, mm. and although they are the same track they they are just so beautiful and so in, in different ways but specifically when i listen to the instrumental before i i listen to the the vocals i was just like i, I had my eyes closed like carl said leant back in my chair just completely absolving myself into the track and then i went on to listen to the vocals and when i heard yeah. her saying that like oh i love you and all those bits It was like I I remember opening my eyes and like this like flurry of like I'd, like my hair stood on end and I was just like she's singing what I just like what I almost sung to myself or heard from myself from that <laughs> instrumental anyway and it's really beautiful yeah. like like when then when you go back and listen to the instrumental like the violin in that moment is saying oh. the words that she says mm. yeah I had goosebumps yeah. for. Four hours playing this game. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but this track in particular, especially the instrumental. I mean, I'm just a sucker for soaring strings. Anyway, they get me every time. Like lump in the throat. <laughs> Basically, what happened there was, uh, as I told you the story, when they came to my studio and yeah, heard that track amazing. and you know, <laughs> fell in love, fell in love with the track. I believe both of them, and then they they took the track away, and they had it running. They gave it to all the programmers on all their systems in their studio. So when the program was working on the project, they could have that music in the background, and oh, wow. and they. So that was one of the things they were doing, but then they suddenly realised this. As the game goes on and on and on, and I think uh, EA were getting uh, involved in Electronic Arts, their um, original uh, series. Um, they sort of invested in the game. They they said, they suddenly, the news came back to me that we can't have singing in the game. Um, <laughs> it's too it's too in your face. You know, it's too obvious. So could we have an instrumental version, please? Yeah. So I then beavered away um to try and get a violin version um and at that stage i was doing it um as a as a, as on a, in a virtual instrument on my computer cool. okay so they could have something to work to um and they put that into the game and it's right across the, that that theme uh, is pretty heavily featured across the theme across the game mm-hmm. um and and then at the end of the end of the day i I thought they might have put the um, the version with st- featuring Stella's words and um, a vocal right at the end, as, as you saw the credits across mm. the credits. So you get yeah. that moment where you, I 
I've been hearing that all the way through, and now it's been made into words, and it's yeah. really beautiful. And and uh, I think and it's, it's fantastic. Nicely arranged. That initially, my my thought process was that you would have done the instrumental, and then the a, a vocalist would have come on and applied words to it. But the fact that you emulated her words with the violin is absolutely like such an amazing fact, and. And I didn't know it was going to work. Her, yeah, I didn't know voice. it was going to work. Oh, I it. definitely did. Fair, fair play to you because her voice yeah. is specifically beautiful, and to to mm. emulate that with a violin in in such an uncanny way to make it it, it portray because it's so difficult. Like like music is like it's like talking without talking, and like the fact that you can say those words with the strings without saying them is is really like again like a testament to 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 your 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 art you know and and yeah artistry sorry yeah what well, what basically what happened was um so they were using in the game my piano parts all that arpeggio stuff uh, and then i played uh, stella's top line on a violin samples uh, a, a virtual instrument thing and it was fine you know carry on that's working nicely um at the same time then all of a sudden it was like um i need to re-record uh the i picture before me instrumental with a real violinist and i thought oh, i can't just use i've got to get it recorded in a proper studio you know a, a different studio and it's got to have a piano part there's got to be a grand piano there as well playing it and my my um piano ability is not of of uh, a level where i could sit in a studio uh, with Laura Custodio Sabas on violin, ready to you know bow down, you know, and go for it. Um, and I would just like it's probably need about ninety takes, and someone have to <laughs> cut them all together to get a decent performance. And obviously, she we were playing, we would be playing in the same room, with, you know, microphone uh, bleed and all that sort of thing. So I thought, ah, oh, I'll give. Up. And I found a pianist, and her name was Greta Asted. Uh, and she was at the Royal Academy of Music, uh, and she was a friend of Laura's, the violinist. So they knew each other, and I, so I, I managed to get the two of them together for a couple of rehearsals at my house, and it all came together. And then we went down to Snap Studios in in uh, Manor House in North London, and it was great just to be not sweating about it, just sitting behind the desk in the control room, yeah. watching them play it and that's exactly what you hear it was done in about three takes and again i think the second take that was the one that goes on the cd um fantastic superb Uh, and the the emotion that those two ladies put into that piece crazy makes that track the instrumental track really stand out like it it really although yeah i'm so like i don't know like it's made me feel so like happy like um, i want to boil over of emotion right now because like the fact that the the initial take that I, that I wrote down on my bit of paper and i was just scribbling as i was i was watching was this like this tag team of the the violin and the keys and the way they work together and the fact that you then mentioned yeah. that the, the pianist and 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 the, the violinist were were like in tangent were friends and stuff like that and that really just like gives it a whole nother level of depth and i'm so happy you brought that up um, yeah, they, I think they had to know each other. I mean, yeah. it, otherwise they'd be. I mean, the thought of just getting a couple of jobbing musicians in and they they don't know each other it's it's always a risk, yeah. and it sometimes takes two musicians, however good they are, 
a good 40 minutes to sort of get to know each other's movement, yeah. you know, the, the, the cues that they do and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's always tricky. I mean, when it came to doing the the the, the, the one with the vocal on it, um, again, I took that was one of the tracks that we recorded with a string quartet. Um, and it was uh, you know, arranged um, by Samara Ginsberg, who'd done that cello work um, on some of the other people on Battaglia, Battaglia. Uh, and it was great, you know, the same sort of scenario. I knew it. I said to myself, it'd be really nice to have a string quartet on this piece to get that sort of tension behind Stella's voice. Um, and it, it sounded really good. But And when I started pulling the synths out that had been supporting the track up to that point, it sounded really thin and narrow. I thought, oh, my God, I better put a few, a few of these synths back in um, <laughs> to give it that substance. And, and that's what happened. It, it came back in and... Uh, and uh, so we have me, two versions. I think it, as as a track, pitch you before me like stands on its own. Of like, I I could quite happily like show that piece to anybody in my life, and they would immediately like feel emotion for it without yeah. having any context. And that's something that that is oh, is sure. pow- really powerful about the piece. And like one thing I've another thing I've got written down about it is that the the bridge in the middle where then the violin comes back and plays that initial like uh like uh, again i've i've failed to have the 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 knowledge to to convey the the words really to to like explain it but like that like that bit (laughs) yeah the the way that the the um it like takes it up a key and like really gets intense at the end and like that, crescendo like, yeah. Bit yeah. near the end yeah, yeah it's really intense it's so beautiful like really it's, it's like... weird yeah i don't know whether you noticed but uh, the last track on the album called what if question mark mm. it's only one minute and a and a smidge long it's the end chords of i picture you before me oh wow really? just play, just played on the piano I don't know whether it's because it was one minute or it's because it's solo piano with a very little bit of um, uh, underlying synth work, you know, just mood mood stuff. But what if is in the Spotify um, realm uh, has been played a million times. Really? That one track is it just been going on Spotify playlists and getting played. Out of all the tracks, it's 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 a, it's well the only other one that comes near it is Sonny's theme. But um, it's the one track that was picked up. I think you know, calming music for the piano, and it was, mm. and then someone else heard it on that playlist, and they put it on their playlist, and they put it on their playlist, and then another put it on their playlist, <laughs> and it yeah. just went on. I thought, wow, just that little <laughs> like, yeah. and, and I just my, my the reason why I called it what if I said what I said to myself, what if I just chuck this on the end of the album? <laughs> uh, that's why it's called What If. Well, I know. But it sort of did in its own sort of playlisty way. I mean, it's yeah, so, I mean, so. I mean, we're not talking thousands of millions. It's just, you know, it's it's over a million plays. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. quite quite stunning, really, uh, for a little add on. Um, 
But I just felt that when I finished, uh, when I'd finished on uh, doing the track listing and it finished with the darker side, I thought, oh, that's a bit heavy. Well, I I could do with a little bit of a lift, you know, and um, that's why I popped that little segment. I really like those chords that were at the end of I Picture You Before Me. Yeah. As as there's a climb down, as Stella's finishing her singing and things like that. And I love those chords. I just had a tinkle around with them and, yeah. Anything, anything more on Pitch You Before Me before we round up, Carl? No, just you yeah. summed it up pretty nicely. Just, yeah, <laughs> it really, out of all of them, that's the one that I, I've had stuck in my head since I've finished the game. I think, sure. right. as a whole, the the album, which which you can, anybody who's listening, I implore you, see if you've played Sea of Solitude or not, listen to it. It, is, it really is beautiful. And it, it's... As a whole, it it gives me like I just wrote down specific words as I just this morning as I was listening before we started this this podcast. Right, and, and it just it's like it gives me a sense of like expiration, of family, of pain, of nostalgia, of childhood, and reflection. Most importantly, it's like really reflective, mm. and and like makes you think about what Kay went through and 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 i think the whole of the game really represents her reflecting on on uh the traumatic moments in her life albeit from yeah. this dream state or, or whatever the, the 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 undertones of where she is is um i think it's just yeah i think it's just really beautiful guy i'm really really happy that we've been able to to have you on to talk about it the only other thing i've got written down is i just i was just wondering whether yeah in the creative process at all, albeit from the writing or whatever else, whether the whole idea of them being monsters and stuff and being in the boat, like there was something that just like called to like about life of Pi to me. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. The, the, the whole kind of like, you know, facing a monster and giving it the, the face of a monster, even though it's a human, you know, um, that, that's a great analogy. Actually, the old tiger, tiger yeah. in the boat. I don't, I don't think that that's the reason why she had her floating statue. Cause she didn't have a tiger actually in her boat. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was outside yeah, yeah. the boat, but yeah. um, but, but that kind of like metaphor for a human being an animal or being a monster, you know? And, yeah, and... yeah, because I mean, it, 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 Kay is a monster. She's mm. she is a monster. She's got the old red eyes, and she's got to get the monster out of her. She's yes. got to try and sort of get the monster out of her beloved um, to family and friends as well. Um, but I was just going to say that um, uh, the game is actually being relaunched. I don't know whether you knew about yes. that. Yes, yeah, like the director's cut. Directors, yeah. The director's cut. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good title. It? For it. It's Hollywood. Yeah, and they love all that stuff. They love that stuff. Yeah, on the on the Switch. It's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah that's oh. cool. I, I, I noticed that when I when I went on to um, uh, Jeopard's. Um, is it Jeopard? Her second name? Yeah. Connie Gepard. Yeah. Yeah. I went onto her Twitter and it and it was like right at the top saying like, look, we're relaunching and they're really excited to to have these extra features that, that didn't make it in the original game, which I'd be fat, like really excited to play for sure. Um but Guy, um mm. thank you so much for for shedding light on a, a small portion of what for you must have been a, a, a like you say at the start, a really lengthy 
emotional process for you and, and it's been so so fascinating it's so so fantastic to have you on the podcast and to hear you talk about these different things and i think it's 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 like just been utterly utterly fantastic i love it you're very welcome and uh, I, I do have a, a small quote, which, which me and Carl often like to sort of leave the podcast on a thought or a quote or something like that at the end. Um, and I, I, okay. I, I looked up uh, quotes about music, and this was one that sort of stood out to me that applies, I think, to, to the Sea of Solitude uh, uh, soundtrack, which is, Music gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Which I think is... Uh, is really nice. And, uh, Very appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Um, and of course, Guy, if you work on any other video games or anything else, you are more than welcome to come back and talk about them because uh, you've, you've it's been, been an absolute pleasure, Guy. Yeah. Total, total. It's, it's been really good fun. Really good fun. And, Thanks for having me on. To and speak. again, any of our listeners, please do um, uh, reach out to Guy. Uh, let him know. Let him know what you think of of the of the soundtrack. If if you if you do listen and. If, if not, just give it a listen anyway, because it really is a beautiful piece of art. That's for sure. Thank you thank, very much, guys. Thank you, Ryan and, Ryan and Carl. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you again for listening to another pixie gaming podcast uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today we are pixie podcast on twitter pixie podcast on instagram pixie gaming podcast on facebook and pixie gaming podcast on youtube and our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk thank you so much for listening you're all a bunch of legends and uh, here's a little outro music so enjoy